Welcome to Liminal Writing, where we write and talk about the in-between spaces of that which have happened and the spaces that are yet to be done. Liminal writing is about our threshold spaces and what we've uncovered. We started in the early days of 2021 when our world was in lockdown. Inspired by Natalie Goldberg's wild mind approach, we gave ourselves these guideposts, timed writings, free flow, the use of trigger phrases, which we collected into a list which we called our inspiration bay. We said, be brave, no excuses, no editing. So here we are, our works and our stories. Thank you for joining us on Liminal Writing. Hi. We're here again Hi there. Um, for another session of Liminal Writing. And we have a very, very simple um, <laughs> today. Yes, it is. It's a trigger word phrase for today is being at rest. I pass the baton over to you, Sis. Being at rest. So here goes. Napapagod na ako. I'm tired. Um, question pa lang. What is being at rest really? It just seems to be so distant a concept at the moment well at this very moment anyway I feel so deeply tired and yet being at rest does not bring a clear image in my brain why is that being at rest being at rest being at rest that breathing easy and what does breathing easy mean I guess it is being able to take in air effortlessly mm -hmm. being able not to hear your breath in a raspy rough sort of way but in a gentle soothing steadiness yeah. this is giving me a headache and i'm feeling nauseous <laughs> and i can feel my chest heaving and my shoulders aching i'm yeah. really tired being at rest i guess is a moment of not worrying about anything not of myself not of the people I love, not of the world that always seems to call for something for me to give. I'd be so bored, though. Maybe I need to redefine what being at rest means and how I can claim that more often in my life. Maybe I need my therapist. <laughs> or I just need to keep writing. Mm -hmm. and Let my blah blahs <laughs> have their days so they can merrily go off. And give me some rest. <laughs> wow. Kind of went and everywhere but nowhere. Uh, <laughs> That's but how it also is like how writing goes for us. <laughs> yeah, a peek into where where the writing leads is very much present to where you are, right? Okay. So, Your turn. Here's mine. Being at rest. Three words, four syllables, eleven letters, and a whole lot of difficult. Our world has not taught us to do much of this. Our society demands us to be always on the go, always on the churn, always producing and delivering. So much of our worth is tied to the value of what we can do for another, for an organization, for a cause. The year of 2020, the year that we were all asked to stay at home, the year of no travels, was revelatory to many, that we were still loved, we were missed, 
we were very much worth our place. Even when all we did was stay, breathe, and rest. Like a pendulum reaching the momentary state of rest, it requires a similar gaze and effort as a state of creation and production. So, equal then. <laughs> Very nice. I think you made more sense. <laughs> but no judgment. That's what yeah, it, it's, it, this is what liminal writing is about. Sometimes you just write crap. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not crap. You write something really profound. Yeah. Um you know, something that struck me with what you wrote, you said the blah, blah, blahs, and I will merrily send them away. <laughs> it's like being self-aware that, yeah, you're in this particular downward push. And then you understand that, you know what, it's part of a journey. So, and, and also a sense of control, I think, because you did say that you have the choice to send them away. So I like that. I like that. It's merrily send them away. Thank you. <laughs> That's what this conversations help me with because yeah. even even my crap Lee manages to find meaning <laughs> in the crap that I write. <laughs> but what with with yours too, I think that was really an important point. How I think our lives, everyone's lives, were changed in so many different ways, but in mm. deep ways too during the pandemic. And yeah. when we were actually forced by circumstance and the rules that were uh, put in place around us to mm. stay put. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So when something unexpected and catastrophic, it's hard to see that there are beams of light that can come through from a place where it was really dark and churning and uncertain. One thing that came out of that uh, period was that us, you know, finding the time to come together to write. Because I don't think, had right. that not happened, I don't think we would have had the ideas of, why don't we connect with each other and, you know, spend an right. hour each week and write, just write about stuff. like. What else could we do when we are confined to the four walls? Yeah, true. But the other thing to the feel that I got yeah. from your writing was restful. It just actually felt restful. Mm. My my one I felt is just not restful. <laughs> I kept saying about being tired. And I guess yeah. that also reflects a bit how that experience of those years were to to each one of us yeah. um, yes that was having the liminal writing space was really really good to have and as you said wouldn't have happened if COVID didn't bring us to the place where we had the space to actually say every week let's do this hour and set it aside to just write together and yeah. process together but Around that, what was happening to us individually was quite different. Yes. And mine is filled with with tiredness and even, again, those repeating um, themes of having difficulty breathing. Breathing easy for me was not a reality 
because I had severe COVID, right? I had yes. I struggled with that for for quite a while with um, severe COVID and long COVID. Mm-hmm. But with you, what was it like? It was the constraint of being cooped up, the constraint of not having the freedom to go out and just connect on the spur, right? On the spur of the moment. Uh, for me, it was the back chatter of mm. how my friends are doing, how family members are faring. I guess because we've been witness to civil unrest, to war in the mm-hmm. Philippines. And yet for me, the number of people who passed away was staggering, like in a very short period of we had lost. I remember Jojo, whom I knew yeah. uh, that passed away. I had that at the, back. By, at the back of my head saying that okay then what is it that I have to do to make sure that the people around me are safe so I was very conscious even when the rule here then in Canada was that you don't necessarily have to put a mask on already in the public spaces but then I took longer to wear it because I have friends mm-hmm. who have autoimmune disease and mm. I want to do my part. So even if I know that I wasn't meeting them, I might be meeting somebody who might be in a circle with them and I, I might be transferring something. So it was just like that kind of, of thinking mm-hmm. uh, for me. It, it also gave me the opportunity to read as much, catch up my reading, right? That's what I was going to ask next. What were the things you did to also then take care of yourself in that? in that period because I know you you have you're quite um good <laughs> compared to me in terms of physical exercise or physical activity and your physical wellness so when I knew that the stairways to my building was yeah. not being used right so mm-hmm. I would use that as kind of like my workout wow. space I would walk up and down I would do my push-ups there I would do <laughs> Just wow. So that it would bring me kind of like in a space outside and then come back. And then when we were allowed to go out of the house already, then do just walks around the neighborhood. And it was kind of eerie because there was nobody. So there were almost no cars and no people cycling. Hmm. And the trees were at some point just kind of standing still. So like even the water, because I live close to the lake. So I would walk down there and then the water would just be like very. (laughs) That's here too, right? I'm in London and we're lucky in that sense that there's a park walking distance. And we were able to do that actually every day which yeah. we're not able to do in normal times, not even now anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we would go to the same spot every day. Yeah. Yeah. But it was the first time really in my life that you really get to literally connect with nature. As you said, suddenly you're aware of, because it's the same thing every day, you're aware that the trees are there and how old they have must be and yeah. how they almost change. You actually watch them change through the seasons. Yeah. And I captured this actually in photographs because I kept oh, cool. taking photos from my phone, but it was the same scene. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, cool. Also, we became so predictable that even there was a season where the Robins would know when we were arriving in the same bench, oh. on the same bench, and we okay. would dip with like breadcrumbs. And oh, they would, would come. Yeah, they it, would know it, to it come. Comes, it comes to hop over, not not on my hands, but you know, on the edge of the bench where you sat, yeah. or squirrels would come running because we had almonds to feed them. Oh wow! And the pigeons too. <laughs> so it was almost like just that was our company <laughs> oh, every nice. day. Uh, to, but it was nice, and at the same time, it was odd because it wouldn't usually happen. Yeah, I mean, I can't even sustain that now because I can't be there mm. every day, right? And I was able to watch the four seasons. <laughs> Yeah. Of a European country. We don't have four seasons in the Philippines. We have just <laughs> wet and very wet. <laughs> so, but no, we have wet and dry. Here I was then able to see mm. and appreciate it. That yeah. It is quite beautiful to see it mm-hmm. change through time. But I guess that's, as you said, streams of light that comes through the darkness yeah. <laughs> of those yeah. times that you've seen. There's this beauty also that you get to appreciate that you wouldn't otherwise have had the opportunity to have seen. Absolutely. So going back to the word rest, being at rest. So you, what was that? That was reading books? Yeah, reading books and having my own time not quartered into I need to focus on this project. I need to deliver this, right? So it was a huge chunk of time just letting my mind go wherever it was a a really good exercise and i found parts of that period really also meditative right so you just Mm -hmm. go into like a Mm -hmm. a huge long (laughs) well i guess the challenge now for us or has been over the past year or so that we're trying to kind of go back Mm. to the previous pace of life Mm. is how do we reconfigure so that parts of those things that we learned in terms of rest yes or in terms of taking care of ourselves or taking time to i don't know admire nature yes how do we continue somehow if it's possible at all can we Mm. carry that over to go back to the busyness of our lives yeah how do we do that now? I think it's not that easy. It's not intuitive, is it? Uh, yes. Then I go back to what you wrote, that it has to be a choice. Like when you say mm-hmm. merrily away, mm-hmm. it's a choice that you're making. Mm-hmm. So I would like yeah. to think that it's also a choice that the lesson from that long period of rest and constraint is that we invest a lot into ourselves in the way that we need to unplug and not to be concerned with what we need to produce for the world, Mm. but rather take a step back and see your value in the world is because you are here, Mm. not necessarily always about what you can produce. Yeah. So your value is just like being here, connecting with others, creating that sense of community, eating the food that you like. 
<laughs> that is so that is so not intuitive <laughs> to, to people like us who kind of started young um with having to kind of achieve things or contribute mm. to oh, big yeah. causes and all that and even work hard yeah we we're very mm. independent from a young age especially i think for you in terms of your history right you started being a community organizer and then a young mom Correct, right? And, you know, juggling that, juggling, doing the balance. So just to be honest about it, it comes out still as a question, and that's what I wrote, right? How Mm. can I claim that more often in my life? What Mm. being at rest means, and how can I claim that more often in my life? I think it's a continuing question. (laughs) Yes. And, and, uh, And claiming rest in a purposeful way intentionally mm. not yes. not not like i'm delaying work because i want to i defiantly just want to rest but just <laughs> gently you know just yes. be able to claim it in a and rightful way not having to kind of be irresponsible or whatever push things aside with with some ang- anger in, in there but, mm. um but just claiming it peacefully i'm not (laughs) (laughs) when you said claiming it and like getting your rest at the point where you already feel anger i i it comes a lot of people are like that no you you burn out first before you then say oh yeah because we always wait until the last minute because Mm. others will always come first Right, like the other mm-hmm. people that you care about, your yeah. colleagues, the project. Mm-hmm. So everything comes first, uh, well, ahead of you. Mm-hmm. So parang na ubus na, and then you yeah. feel like, oh shit, yeah, damn it, no, right, <laughs> right, yeah. And so, so what happens is that when we get to a point when we say shit, I want to rest, the rest period also feels kind of like tense, right? Because mm-hmm. you're forcing yourself to rest because you feel all the burden and frustration. Yeah. And things are not prepared for it. So you also get stressed out by ah. what surrounds it because you didn't mm. prepare for it, both yeah. your own self mentally, but also logistics, even. So it becomes a stress Absolutely. instead of something that is just restful, mm. <laughs> as the word suggests. Yeah. And maybe to wrap up this one is that one, I, one of the things I wrote in the liminal writing exercise was yeah maybe i just need to keep writing <laughs> <laughs> yeah whilst a lot of times what comes out in our writing can be quite disturbing in a way that it digs up a lot of deep in the liminal space or sort of thoughts um, and feelings it is also really quite restful mm. because it allows us to shut off from the rest of the world and external voices and really listen to our own and there is restfulness in that yes so <laughs> those who are listening to us on the podcast um, what does <laughs> watching rest? so maybe they can try that try it out try yeah. out time 10 minute writing and say being at rest begin with that and beyond all Complete right. Sentence. <laughs> yeah. See you next time. Have a good rest. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Bingo. Bye. Bye.